This episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is brought to you by Naked Bed, a sensual sheet designed to help you let go and enjoy more of your intimate experiences in marriage. Made of luxurious fabric that rests right on top of your sheets, Naked Bed protects your linens from massage oils and other elements, giving you unlimited freedom without distractions. Playful, spontaneous, lavish, exotic experiences can happen anytime without any mess, without any fuss. Explore deeper intimacy and embrace the peace of mind that Naked Bed brings. Go to sensualbedding.com, enter the keyword sexy at checkout for a free bottle of massage. Let's talk about... Well, welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio, um, and welcome to the Time Machine, heading throwback. way back, throwback Wednesday, if you will... And if you're new to the Sexy Marriage Radio world um, and haven't been around for too long, the music that just reverted back is what used to be the music of Sexy Marriage Radio 1.0 when my good friend Gina Paris was my co-host. And so today, Gina Paris is sitting in again as co-host. So yep, what's going on, Gina? Oh my gosh, I can't believe it has been four in a half years maybe something <laughs> yeah 2013 <laughs> oh gosh life is awesome and marriage is awesome and uh sex is awesome and we're still out here working with professionals and athletes and and people in a faith-based environment and and secular environments and just yeah. helping them win their game and love their life so it's so fun to be here and i have enjoyed listening to the show well i thank you for listening along alongside <laughs> this is sexy marriage radio dr Corey allen and I was, now you've heard from gina paris where we're having just regular straightforward honest conversations about married life and sex and all the different uh struggles and successes that come within that um if you like what you hear uh we'd love it if you'd help us spread the word you can jump on itunes leave us any kind of a review or a comment that helps us climb the charts uh, and spread the word. You can also let us know your questions, your thoughts, your feedback. There's two different ways. You can call us on a voicemail line. It's 214-702-9565. Or, as always, the email address of feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And we just everything that comes through helps frame where we go. And lately, I was telling you, Gina, before uh, we, we started recording... We've been on a trend um, with with Pam being as my co-host for a little bit since uh, Shannon is now off and we're transitioning to whatever 3.0 is going to be. Um, and we've on this trend of what do we do with the differences of higher and lower desire of um, how one, you know, there's always one person maybe just wants to be and just to hang out and I want connection before I'm engaging in sex, whereas the other component in, in the relationship may want sex to be able to engage in the connection and the hangout. And so there's that dichotomy yes. <laughs> of uh, the differences in what comes to my mind with what I know of you and the work mm -hmm. we did together for two years, starting this whole little community and project that's going on, of you do a lot of the sports performance, mm -hmm. uh, how pe helping people win, uh, not just on the field, but at home. I mean, that's, that's right. kind of your little niche, if you will. Um, and so what I think of when I, when I think of this concept of, 
if you put it through the sports lens, you're talking about somebody's going to be on offense and somebody may be on defense then. Yes. <laughs> and and there, so then you're talking about defensiveness in sex and how I'm trying to fend off things because you know if you get if you're honest, you know you pick up a cue from a spouse and then you're like okay, how do I avoid that? change the subject, alter it, which to me is playing defense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> That's so funny because for so many years, as the early listeners know, I was that low desire spouse. And so on one hand, that's just so sad. I so relate to that. And um, thinking with the athletes I work with, there comes a point when you want to say, yo, you're on the same team. But let's keep going with that. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that's, that's we'll pivot to that because I think exactly. that's I think that's the shift to help yeah. frame this through a better, more productive lens. But there there is still just that component of I, I know in most of the marriages that I come that I come across, right. and then even in my right. own with Pam, uh, there is some times where it feels like man, every offensive move I've got mm-hmm. is being mm-hmm. shut down with really good defense. And yeah. Oh man. I know that was the source of fights for a long time in our house is sometimes I didn't realize, you know, Paul would finally just blow up. It was the same recurring fight every month, but he would just blow up and say, you were coming on to me all day. And then you just do that thing at night where I would either, you know, get defensive, fall asleep, right. stay in the shower till he was asleep, do whatever. And, uh, for a lot of those years, that was not intentional. Okay. So I, I would think I wasn't coming on to you. I just enjoyed being with you. Like that's parts. Okay. So then it was just talking about the energy and the dynamic that could be interpreted as sexual, but instead it was more just the, the friendship aspect of marriage and the joy of the relationship and the, the pleasure of each other's company. I mean, because that's where it could be exactly. interpreted on both different sides, right? Sure, exactly. And flirting was fun just for flirting. Not I, All the years <laughs> that I dated, I never had home run in mind. I just enjoyed being with guys, you know, because I just enjoyed, that enjoyed was part the of dance. my core value. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. part of my value. That makes sense. So then, because what I want to at least un- unpack a little bit is what could be the source of some of the reasons why someone may play defense when it comes to this aspect of their relationship dynamic. Because what comes to my mind is mm-hmm. you could obviously have some tragic or trauma or, or lots of baggage surrounding the whole aspect of your sexuality and your sex mm-hmm. life to where anytime that is infringed upon, you're, you're going to have a recoil of, no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to deal right. with this. I don't want to confront it. I don't, I don't want just leave that be and let's just be together. Let's just hang out. Why do we need the pressure? You know, I don't, mm-hmm. so right. there's that, but then I think there's also, um, on the differences of the priorities of, because right. to some people, this happened on the sexy marriage radio Academy coaching call that just took place last week, where there was the question of, I don't understand a man's brain when it comes uh-huh. to sex, because like when it's later in life and maybe yeah. he's not capable of having sex, how does that then change the, how does the pressure with him, if he's like, does he still think about it all the time? And I'm like, well, 
I can't answer that question because I'm not <laughs> later that later in my life, I wouldn't think. Um, but there's still just that dynamic of how, we can't make sense of the other person. Mm-hmm. And so I want to because it would help maybe create understanding for me and a better path forward. But I don't get... I, I think that's one of those things that, again, like we talked about last week, it, it's a, something in marriage that we can't solve. We have to just confront and mm-hmm. deal with. Because if you think about it, when you're talking through the lens of higher desire, lower desire, it could be viewed as offense, defense. That Oh, sure. And when you talk about defensiveness, like that's an emotional state, okay. right? When... I'm just defensive or the lower desire spouse is defensive. And I do want to say two things about the older, like when the man, the men are older Mm -hmm. with the lower testosterone, there is obviously there is less drive and it is easier for couples to have have more symmetry there. But surprisingly, some of the very type A males that are kind of that 10% of this population that are very, very driven and they pour all their energy into their career, their sport, they have surprisingly low uh, sex drive, a lot of them. Okay. So, so I wouldn't necessarily look enviously at some of these couples that look so, you know, sure. viral, viral and, and sure. uh, sexy because their energy is so transmuted into their game. But when you're talking about that defensiveness, it's really, it starts with that state of mind. Like you said, there's issues with sex, Mm -hmm. but also maybe you have issues with loving yourself. I call these the five S's, you know, to, to sexual clarity or power, how you feel about sex itself is a huge issue. Your story, your history, whether you think it's work, painful, whatever, but how you feel about yourself is probably the biggest and as well as how you feel about your spouse, mm-hmm. obviously, if you're just angry or not connected or you got these unresolved loops, that's obvious. But then there's how you are able to submit, or get in touch with your senses. Right. Because so many of us, we're not in a sensual state at all. Okay. So that makes you, you women, we're multitasking all the time, we've got 10,000 things on our mind. And the lower desire spouse, if it's a man, same thing, is overridden with the stresses of something outside the bedroom. And so that ability to really get in touch with your senses is a fun thing to explore to reduce your defensiveness, but also your ability to surrender. Mm-hmm. Because we're not in a place of surrender. We're in a place of go, go, right. uh, not now. Not, so, right. so that's it. the biggest conflict, I think, between a come on when you're not in that mood or in that space and your ability to surrender. You're like, oh, gosh, no, all my walls are up, right. which is the opposite of what makes great sex. Okay. And that, that's a good framework because you're talking about basically cuz when i hear the word defensiveness i think of it as like okay now i've got guilt or i've got some other meaning attached to whatever i'm defensive about like i'm right. it's it's touching on an insecurity an uncertainty an unknown yes. a change a can i fulfill all of the things that are our shortcomings which totally. none of us likes to hang out in that arena <laughs> very often <All> right. <laughs> so I like adding to it the component of 
our sensual state of how much right. do we stay or even be aware of that aspect of ourselves yeah, that, that, that we definitely need thing. to be. Okay. Right. Yeah. Cause defensiveness to me, if you, if you put it through the lens that we're talking about with sex, right. Um, I guess one of my first questions for listeners would be, um, how do you react if you're defensive? You know, what, mm-hmm. what are your actions that are associated with it? Because this is one of the things I've kind of been on a, a trend lately with a lot of my clients and even some on the show is we get into holding our partner and judging them for their thoughts and their feelings, not their <laughs> behaviors and actions. Right. But I, we judge ourselves by our intentions. Right. It's, that's the common thing. Exactly. Right. But I get all upset that while Pam may be doing something alongside me that I'm wanting to go do, I'm upset that she doesn't want to be doing it rather right. than the fact that she's doing it. Right. Yes. So, so it's, it's separating those two things out and realizing, okay, wait, I need to do that in myself of what yeah. are my behaviors that are associated with my defensiveness? What are my actions that are associated with it, not just my feelings, because right. those are separate things. I mean, what do you hear? Do you hear any different in that? Well, I think for a lot of the more emotional people, it's hard to separate. They're, okay. they're not going to do something separate from how they feel. Okay. And there's such a trigger for some of these lower desire people of feeling worthless or, well, like you said, it just triggers all these insecurities when there's that come on. So then they're pushing things away, pushing the partner away, pushing these opportunities away. So I think it's great for the actions to to ask yourself clearly, what is it that I'm feeling here Mm -hmm. first? Because when we are angry at our spouse, I love the way that Gay Hendricks calls that a race to victimhood. Okay. We're just pointing at each other. You make me feel like yep. crap. No, yep. you make me feel like crap. You're both racing each other to victimhood. Right. So if you can rise above that emotionally, say, oh my gosh, I'm not a victim here. Right. I'm a powerful person. And let that feeling of power come all the way up through your body. Then it's easier to say, all right, coming from a place of power is do these actions mirror who I really want to be yeah. sexually? Yeah. And that, and so that's a good path to at least set you on the course of bringing some congruence in that arena so that my feelings are associated with my, my actions and vice versa. Cause this isn't, I don't believe in the, we need to always learn how to do things devoid of our feeling that creates fake, false yeah. <laughs> acting, yeah. playing a role, fake it till you make it kind of mantra, which maybe in the short term is a way to shift things, but it's not productive for the long term because this is about authenticity and congruence and confronting yourself to growing into your best self. Oh gosh, it's the beauty of great sex is it goes to those deepest places of you to heal. Think about the your very, not just your core, but your very basic drive and story. Absolutely, that's the beauty of it. The right. invitation to heal the deep stuff. Right. Yeah. Because that's, the, that's the, one of the powers and sophistication of, of relationship and sex and marriage is yeah. it pushes us to these things. And so let's, I, I want to sh- shift it to um, the thing you touched on earlier of, okay, if, if we put this in the lens of offense, defense, 
That's a competition then, which, yeah. all right, there's enough competition in the world. Let's just be true. Right. <laughs> there, right. There's, a, there's enough of where do I rate? Where do I stack oh, up? Where, gosh. you know, and so when I put that on my marriage, I'm immediately mm-hmm. going to get into this scoreboard mentality, this tit for tat kind of stuff, this petty, this constant uh, struggle, if you will, of of where uh, of the competition between us. But yes. you framed it into the idea of teammates. Yes. So tell me, tell me more. Yeah, because so. If I work with some of the guys that play for the Chicago Cubs, for example, if the, right after they had won the World Series and, and we're talking about marriage, that was so evident. You guys are so in love with each other and you give each other all your best energy. You play for each other. Mm-hmm. And same thing when the Giants won, they had said the same thing. We were a bunch of misfits, but we played for each other. And so at home, you're still thinking about this other part of your life. And then you guys have these conflicts that you, you of everybody should be able to apply that whole different mentality. Some of the Marines would say, yeah, in the Marine Corps, we say two is one and one is none. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, then you, you guys should have the best marriages then <laughs> two is one and one is none, baby. Live that out at home. Right. And so what does that mean to have this goal? I think for that real driver well, a World Series or a championship or that business success or whatever they're working towards, it's so tangible. Yes. Whereas the trophy or the prize or the championship in this marriage is very nebulous. And <laughs> exactly. Like, like once I conquered the lady, I kind of went back to my right. career it's, focus. It's a journey, not a destination like, yeah. like the sports yeah. world. Correct. But once they apply it, it's so beautiful to see this competitive mindset say, yeah, I want a world-class marriage. That means I'm going to lay my myself down for you. It means I'm going to do whatever it takes to make you the best that you are. And so if we're both thinking about that for our mates, it's a that's what love is, right? right. The rest is not really love. Okay. It's kind of tra- trading. Right. <laughs> It's okay. an exchange. Tony Robbins. It's, Tony Robbins calls it whoring. It's just whoring. Right. You do this and I'll do that. Yeah. Such it, a low, that's, low level. That's the exchange-based mentality yes. of a relationship. I did this, so now you need to do that. Yeah. Blah, 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 world, blah, blah. World-class people don't think that way. Okay. So world-class they, marriages they, wouldn't have that. No, they wouldn't. Because there would be an element of, even though this could be... Um, framed at times where we we could seem combative it's we're still on the same team we still have we're the same on the goal same team yeah so then it, that helps your defensiveness i think to go down to say hey let's do what we have to do when we're all scattered on the field let's take a deep breath and get very present okay because the beauty of sexual intimacy is it requires presence mm-hmm. That's what creates a depth to it for sure. Absolutely. So if you will change your self-concept to be somebody who's present, who's a great teammate, who's a giver, mm-hmm. who's powerful and in touch with pleasure, right? The best competitors, they're great because they love the game. 
Like, I love the game. I love being here. It's something I have my clients, if we do energy therapy on it or, or whatever, as we breathe in, viewing ourselves in that place of being seduced or whatever, to take that breath and see yourself remembering the best moments and saying, I love it here. Mm-hmm. I love it here. And even asking, like, ask a better question. Not what's wrong with me? Ask <laughs> why why do I love it here? Why do I love these touches? Why is my body so easily aroused? Mm-hmm. Why do I love being connected like this? And ask better questions and you'll get better answers. It'll help that defensiveness go down and build something that's world class. Okay. And I to me, you're touching on something of vital importance because lots of times the question frames the answer. Mm, absolutely. And your subconscious mind will always look for answers. Yep. And so we, if we are asking the wrong question, we're going to end up stuck in that cycle that is so common in marriage of, wow, we could, we do the same fight all the time. This is the same struggle all the time. This is the same dance all the time. And maybe I need to start looking at it through the lens of what's the real question. What's a better question. And that's where I think Sexy Marriage Radio has become what it is, largely because we frame questions different. Absolutely. And the, the goal would be, what's my role in this? What's, what's my aspect of it? Not what is my spouse doing or not doing to meet my needs. It's what's my yes. job? Am I inviting this? Am I living something worthy of it, of value? And so your idea of just being present, just kind of centering myself Mm-hmm. That obviously during sex, that creates a depth and an energy and a novelty and a component that really can spark things to go wild because yes. you're just more engaged and you can follow a connection better and you can lead or follow whichever dynamic you're, you're playing on that spectrum. But then even in married life, as you're going through your day, How do you view, because this is one of the things I want to try to at least do, Gina, is what are some Mm -hmm. practical things that help spouses see we are teammates? We are on the same page. Because when I hear that, what comes to my mind immediately is parenting. Oh, yeah. We, you know, Pam and I have a conflict in some regards on how we parent, just because Mm -hmm. male versus female. And we have one of each, plus we are one of each. And so I have different things that I, I have on a lower priority than she does and vice versa. But we've always strive to keep the mentality of it's us against them, though, <laughs> because, they do, exactly. because they do a good job of trying to divide and conquer, right? That's what kids yeah. do. So that helps with a teammate to go, no, 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 baby, they're not winning against us because we are undefeated in our team. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but, but what are some other things that just help people get a, a better grasp of, okay, marriage is my team. You know, th- mm-hmm. this is, this is a team sport that we're playing here. So how do I keep that on the forefront? Well, when there's a conflict, be honest about the conflict. Okay. And so that's one thing, but another thing where you talked about judging somebody's intentions I have a rule 100% of the time. I'll always bring myself back to it and bring anyone I'm working with back to it. One of my always is always assume positive intent. Okay. Because anytime we're 
angry, you find ourselves worth, we're like you said, we're judging their intention mm-hmm. and we're judging it worse. Oh, they're just trying to make a statement. They're trying to prove something. They're trying to control something. So assume positive intent and through the day for both spouses, be in touch with your senses in, in a really good way. Because I can say as a female, when I'm with a guy who's not number one present, and that guy would only be one dude that I've been married to for 28 years now. But when he's, if he's only got his face in his phone when he's home, or that would probably be the most common. And what I see in the clients too, like, uh, <laughs> right. maybe just for this hour, I'm to put that phone down. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but if he's not present, and then if he's not in touch with those senses, so let's say we have this beautiful dinner and he's, thinking he's going to have a great night, but he's scarfed it down, like head down, scarfed down the dinner. Right. You know what? That's not appetizing. Right. Probably for either so, side too. Cause if he, if he's honest, he would, I would think he would start to recognize I'm rushing to get to something further down yes. the road rather than enjoying this journey of the road. Yeah. But even think how often any of us do that with food, which is one of our great opportunities to savor. Mm-hmm. So practice savoring. When you take your shower, savor. I say this to the players when they're getting dressed. When you're putting on your socks, be present. Like, yeah, I'm putting on these socks <laughs> because they represent this team that I dreamed of playing for my whole life. Yeah. Like, you know, my socks, my just the whole process of getting dressed. Like your cleats, you shook them out after the last game. You shook off all that dirt. From that experience, now they're clean, sort of yeah. cleanish. But as you're so so through the day, let's be aware of things that feel good. And I'm just gonna say this, ladies, we tend to live with a, a numb vagina. Okay, that is not sensuously erotic. So right. be in touch with what is going on in your whole body. Be aware of a beautiful energy that's surging through your whole body yeah. from, from there up through all your erotic organs, be in touch with them and realize that they create such a power that radiates from you, a power that's attractive yeah. to money, <laughs> a- attractive to just good things. Right. So I think that will help. Again, I, I hate to be like intangible, like, Oh, it's just mindset mindset. But to me, it, well, if we'll do the same actions with a different mindset, it'll make a big difference. And I think that makes that that's the key is the idea of how do I take some of the normal things I do in my life and reframe yes. them to yes. be more mindful, to be more engaged, to be more connected. I don't know if you're familiar with precision nutrition, which is a Oh yeah. Yeah. So one I've of their another cookbook right there. Okay. So one of their steps, mm-hmm. if you go through their their process. Uh, I love yes. this and I've used this with some clients and even tried it myself several times, although I don't like raisins. Um, but they say, <laughs> take 10 raisins and sit at the table and take 10 minutes to eat those 10 raisins. Oh, that's good. And I'm going to call that. And you can't do anything else while you, you're just going to eat the raisins. You can't have your phone. Yeah. You can't have the TV on. You can't have music. Just sit and eat 10 raisins in 10 minutes and just cool. see what that experience un- uncovers for you. Because that's, I mean, that's the thing I, I love about um, some of the European cultures, like the Italian culture. Yes, that's of, my culture. Of the, there you go. See, uh, the, that the, the meals 
are a process. Long, they're not yes. they're not just a quick how you know process means to an end. <laughs> that it truly Absolutely. Is, it's an it's an event. And yes. so if I would think if we could view married life through the teamwork lens, through the teammate lens, now it changes it to this is an event. How do we enjoy this? How do we draw this stuff out? How do we shift what goes on in the play between us to yeah. draw out some of the sensual natures of us within ourselves and in our relationship, or even just some of the energies and presence within yeah. us to realize what's really getting in the way and what am I really attached to? And all of those kinds of things start to become more clear. And the more I'm clear of that, the more I have a force to really lean into my journey better. Oh, absolutely. And so if eating is this gustatory delight, then so can anything that's designed for pleasure. Right. Because we do it for love. We do it for community. So that's a good example. Yeah. I love and, it. Okay. So I love this because team being a teammate changes the entire yeah. game. Yeah. Because now it it's does. a collaboration. There's, there's been times that I, I remember having a big blowout with Paul one time and he's like, I was so mad because he didn't want to be with me. But later, you know, of course, he wants me to be sexy later, but he didn't want to be with me. And I'm so mad at him for that. And yeah, he's like, God, Gina, your energy. I don't want to be with that. And then you're so <laughs> mad at me. And so I went in the bathroom. I'm kind of calming down and I, I talked about defensive. I hate having my shortcomings pointed out. So I was really defensive and angry. <laughs> exactly. And then I just put all those walls down and and was really honest and went back and he was in bed, you know, and I, I, I kneel on the bed or whatever. And I said, okay, I need your help because the truth is I don't want to be with me either. When I feel like this, the, I, I hate it. <laughs> and, and so I, I get you and I just need your help. I want to be my best self. Right. And, and you just felt all those walls go down. It could have been one of those nights where we, you know, yeah. Oh, awful. And it just was beautiful. So when you're able to, like you said, ask the question, what's this mean to me? Right. How can I go forward? It's so powerful on one that we're on the same team. He's yes. happy to help. Yeah. Well, and that's it is because sometimes we lose sight of that fact. We lose, mm -hmm. we lose sight of what drew us together in the first place. What are the things yep. we really like about each other? What are the things we love and, and enjoy? And so how do I shift it to where I love the word savor? How do I savor yeah. the moments of life? Yeah. And savor the moments of marriage and savor. And then the, the number, well, number one thing, the one thing that stands out in my mind of our relationship of doing Sexy Marriage Radio for two years, yeah. that Pam and I still use to this day, and I refer to it on the show still, is even in the most inopportune time of life and doing the responsibilities therein, <laughs> being able to look at your spouse and say, are you coming on to me? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I love it. It's our favorite line. Because it's are such a great phrase on? to reframe this team concept. Absolutely. Well, Gina, it. it has been great to see you again and hear your thank voice. You. Uh, thank you treat. for joining me with this and taking us on a path of winning at home. This is awesome. Absolutely. It's what matters. It is. It's totally what matters. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. We'll see you next time.